Hi, thank you for tuning in to State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 60. My guest this week is Terry Lee King, also known as the legendary Amazing Grace, who is a well-established, talented drag queen, a scriptwriter, and a director, and an actor and producer. He's also a community activist who does charity work with HIV and AIDS patients. Thank you so much for joining me, Terry Lee. It's such an honor to have you on my show. That person that you were talking about sounds very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I realized I did all that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are an enigma. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, that's amazing that, you know, you have such a, a diverse life and interesting and uh, you're so talented. Thank you. Well, that's because I'm old. I just turned 60 last year. Six zero. Oh, you don't, you do not look it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you dress up and you're performing as Amazing Grace, uh, you channel your mother, who was a glamour girl when she went to yes. parties. Uh, she mm-hmm. got all dressed up and made up. Yeah, my, well, actually, my mother was a performer um, oh. in the 1930s and 40s. She was born in 1925. Wow. So she was internationally known. And she would travel and she would perform. She was a dancer. She was a singer. She was an actress. So she was a triple threat. Wow. But her and my father, their relationship was on and off and on and off and on and off so much that she said, you know what? I'm going to give up my career and I'm going to focus on my husband and I'm going to raise my children. Ungrateful as they may be. (laughs) I wasn't born. I wasn't born yet. They were in Puerto Rico and Trinidad at that time. That's extraordinary. And she was an international performer. Yes, yes. She did stage acting? She did stage. She did, um, I think she did a couple of movies. um, But it's such a long time ago, you could barely find that footage. And um, she also sang. And she was with a group, I think they were called Phil Harris. I think the name of the company she was with was called Phil Harris, the Phil Harris Ensemble Troupe. The apple doesn't (laughs) fall far from the tree. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. She was actually the one that created the legendary Amazing Grace. She was. She was, yeah. So was she the legendary Amazing Grace or she created that character for you? Well, I have wrote a play called Life's a Drag, and it was about a male singing group that gets booked in a nightclub. And when they booked the guys in the nightclub, they thought they were females. Uh, The name of the group was Colorblind. And they thought it was, you know, four females when actually with four guys. And so the contract was so lucrative that the group said, all right, well, let's dress up like girls and let's do it. 
And so um, when I was writing that play, I went to my mom and I said, I'm gonna have to borrow some of your clothes and you're gonna have to give me some tips because this is what the play is about. So the play opened at Theater for the New City, which I've been affiliated with since 1989. And, and um, Crystal Field is the artistic director there. And she said that I could do this show because I was with her um, summer street theater touring company, which I've been with up until now. So we had a tour um, this past summer as well. So when I told my mother about the show, she said, oh, okay, fine. So when I finished writing the show and we performed it, we had to dress up like women. And so my mother came to see the show and she said, you look better in my outfits than I look in my outfits. How dare you? She said, you know what? This is something that you should do everywhere because people like this character. She's very likable. You should do Grace anywhere. And I said, oh, okay. And from then I started doing Grace. And, and it just took off and you perform at charity events in mm -hmm. plays and you write your own plots around yeah. Grace. And actually, Lee, I was um, crowned legendary from the city of Patterson, New Jersey at the Gay Balls. Um, it's called the Gay Bulls in honor of Ardez, Parkinson, Chappelle, and Paris, which were legendary drag queens. And they had me host an event because all four of these drag queens have passed on. So they had Grace come down and host an event. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Gay Bulls, well, they're houses because what happens in the gay community is a lot of times um, young people, when they realize that they're gay, lesbian, or transgender, not every family is accepting of it or welcoming of it. So a lot of them get kicked out of their homes. And so what happens is they form their own family. So you will have the mother, which is usually a drag queen, a father, which is usually a lesbian, and then you will have all the children. And so what happens is these balls take on names. So say you have your own house and it's the house of Lee. And then I have my own house and it's the house of King. And so what happens is they have an annual event where all the houses in the community get together and they battle for trophies. So they have different categories like businesswoman and people will come out and model as businesswoman or they'll have a category called butch queen which is very masculine, masculine looking guys and they'll battle um, over that and they'll have voguing battles, you know, 
<laughs> the voguing battles and stuff. The underground yeah. ballroom. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I, I actually met someone who was in that scene. And oh, okay. Yeah, we worked a little bit together because I'm a ballroom dancer. We had some practice sessions. Um, yeah, <laughs> it sounds yeah. very interesting. So in 2011, I went to host that event. And that's when they told me from here on in, and they gave me a huge trophy and a crown. And they said, from here on in, you are legendary. You are the legendary Amazing Grace. Congratulations. What an honor. Thank you. Thank you. And that was in mm -hmm. 2011. And you still participate in the balls. Well, I haven't heard of any new balls. So. Was it the pandemic that slowed things down? I know, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. And also, um, that was the first time that I ever worked in the city of Patterson. I've never been there before, but I guess they followed me and knew who I was. So that warmed my heart, you know. That's wonderful. <laughs> and uh, when you're directing and producing a show that you have written, uh, do you still do performances as the legendary Amazing Grace or does all your time go into the production that you're involved well, in? Well, it depends what the production is about. The last production that I did, which you came to see, thank you so much. You came to the kind of PG version. There's the R version as well. And um, it depends, because that show was about drag. So the legendary Amazing Grace, if people would come to see it and the legendary Amazing Grace is not there, they would be disappointed. So I had to make an appearance <laughs> there. But it depends on what I write and what the show is about. A lot of times I write about political and social issues. So um, I'm trying to think, oh, I did a show in New Jersey called Stuck. And it was about all of these people stuck in an elevator. Oh, how clever. And they couldn't get out. So you had all of these different personalities stuck in the elevator. And there were people there that was homophobic, people there that was racist. And they were, you know, shooting comments at each other. And that I hosted as Terry Lee King. That's, I would love to see that show. It's so <laughs> I got it. Well, as a matter of fact, I have it on DVD. Ah. So I'll see if I can get you a copy. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> How does your creative process work when you come up with something? Does it take weeks or months or does it happen overnight? Well, it's interesting because ever since I was young, I grew up in the Bronx. And ever since I was young, I would get the kids together, like when I was maybe five, six or seven, get the kids together in the neighborhood, come up with a show, and we would go to each parent's house. They were getting sick of me. They were like, oh, God, here come Terry again <laughs> with the kids. And we would perform in everybody's living room. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they knew that Terry would come. And then as I got older, there was block parties and church events and school talent shows. And I would get all the kids together and we would come up with a dance or we would come up with a skit or we would just steal something from television. Like I love Lucy or the honeymooners, the good times. And we would perform that. So <laughs> that's how I started. That's great. That's, it seems like most artists started very young, just experimenting mm -hmm. with their creativity. And believe it or not, my mother was totally against me going into show business. Oh. She hated the thought. She thought, which is true, I got to give her credit, that I'm very emotional and sensitive. And a lot of times I get hurt very easily by people. And she thought, one of the things she would tell me is, she would go, you have to have very thick skin to be in show business. And she goes, then everything everybody says hurts you. So how do you expect to be a wonderful, fantastic, terrific performer if most of the time you're licking your wounds and you're crying? It's, it's gonna be difficult. And I told her, well, I don't know how to do anything else. That's really all I know how to do, you know? So. Actually, I have no choice. I'm going to be crying a lot. <laughs> that's all I could do. Hey, if you have a gift, you got to use it, no matter how difficult mm. things get around you. Have you considered making indie films? I've been in a couple. I've been in a film called Whisper. But it's called Whisper. It was directed by Howard but produced by Howard Nash and directed by Russell Emanuel, I think that's his name. And also I was working on a film called Solitude, um, which is directed by Lee Chu, um, but that isn't finished yet. So would you consider writing and directing, producing your own indie film one day? I never really thought of it. I think it'd be great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, now that you mention it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely watch it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, I actually had Nelson Gonzalez on as my guest last week. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we brought up the possibility of making Dragita into an indie film. And he said well, he oh, would wow. love to see that and be in it. <laughs> yeah, that would be fabulous. Fabulous. But being that I'm so old <laughs> and I've been writing for such a long time, I have so many things that I haven't even, you know, picked up and done. Dragita I had, did before many years ago with my favorite aunt was in it and a very good friend that was like a second mother to me 
That was um, Wanda Ortiz, no, Wanda Cruz and Luz Caban, and they were in it, but since then they have passed. They have passed on, they have transitioned, but both of their daughters were in the Dragita that you oh, came to see. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was very special to be able to do it with their daughters. Who did they play? Um, Inez, as you know, who's my sister, she played Lilith and Jesse Ortiz played Topeka, one of the fairy godmothers. Oh, okay. Wow. That's great to have all these people who you care so deeply about in your show. Yeah, well, it's interesting because the older I get, a lot of the people that I've worked with have children. <laughs> so a lot of them recommend their children to me if they know that I'm doing something so that's great so you never run out of artists to work with yeah. <laughs> that's very very true thank goodness <laughs> yes what an incredible network of friends and family you have I, when I was like in my teens, like 18, 19, I used to do a lot of sweet 16s and weddings. And I used to teach the um, people that are participating dances and routines. So way before YouTube and way before all that, I was doing sweet 16s and weddings and all kinds of stuff. And one of the guys, that, that was in the Sweet 16. When he found out that I was working on Dragita, he called me and he said, my daughter. Now, back then he was what, 17 or 18? And now, you know, he's older. And he said, well, my daughter is interested in show business. Could you help her out? Could you see her? Could you? And she became my, not only my stage manager, but she also played Sonny in Dragita. So, oh my. <laughs> so, yeah. so I worked That's with incredible. my father when he was a kid. Wow. <laughs> so that was very inspiring. That is, how extraordinary. <laughs> and I think it's so important too to pass on the creative arts to the younger generations. Definitely. That's great. <laughs> yeah, keep it going, you know. <laughs> the arts will always be around forever. Mm -hmm. True. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any future projects you can clue us in on? Any sneak previews <laughs> of anything? Or <laughs> are you secretive about it? <laughs> well, I actually was working on, there, there's a director at the theater named Mark Marconti. I don't know if you ever heard of Commedia dell'Art. I haven't, no. Well, Commedia dell'Arte is an art form. It's like kind of Italian, Frenchish, Italianish, And um, it's very Shakespearean type of acting. And it has a lot of skits and a lot of caricatures. And so he's a genius or a master when it comes to Commedia dell'arte. So when I was having rehearsals, he was actually having rehearsals for his classes. And so as soon as I finished Dragita, 
I went over to him to be in his art of comedy class. And so we actually have a show this coming Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning at Theater for the New City, which is called The Art of Comedy. And so I'm hosting it, not as Grace, but as Terry. Uh And I'm also in a couple of the skits. Uh, That's great. (laughs) (laughs) That theater, let me just make a, a plug. That theater, Theater for the New City, which artistic director is Crystal Field, has literally saved my life. Um, I was diagnosed HIV positive in 1997. And um, I went through some really bad, bad times. And not necessarily, well, I had a double stroke. That's how I found out. Yeah, that's how I found out about my status. I had a double stroke. And ever since then, it has given me a home to still be creative, to bring in discovered talent when I find someone that I think is talented. Um, That place has always been a welcoming place for me to thrive. And I think one of the reasons I'm still here is because I have a sense of purpose and I also have a place to go where I feel at home. That's wonderful. It's beautiful that you have that sanctuary. Mm -hmm, Definitely. What advice would you give to younger artists or artists who are just starting out? Well, whatever talent that you have inside of you, um, how could I put it? Because Okay, I'm just going to be blunt. Never die with a song in your heart. So if you have something that you want to share, always don't think about, well, somebody's going to steal it. Somebody's going to try to change. Don't even think about that. If you have something in your heart that you want to share, always pass it on. Because we can't be in control of everything. Imitation is the best form of flattery. If somebody's copying you, that means it's because you're fabulous. So they have no choice but to copy you. But always share with people because you don't want to cross over without getting that out there. Because you never know whose heart you're going to touch, whose life you're going to change, who you're going to inspire to be the next creative person, you know? So it's always good to share. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have something in you, it's in you for a reason. It's, it needs to be used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, how would you say the uh, drag community has evolved throughout the years? Well, it's gotten very commercial. Um, When I first started, it was, oh my God, you know, they're dressing like a woman and they're doing this and they're doing that. 
and now it's okay. <laughs> you know? So I think one of the things that I try to do as the legendary Amazing Grace is to not be commercial, to be different. To um, One of the things that I dislike about the drag community, not all of it, but some of it, is they become a woman and then they think they're supposed to be nasty. They're supposed to insult people. They're supposed to put people down. They're supposed to make jokes about your face, your clothes, your body. And I feel when I turn into a woman who is inspired by my mother, I become more loving, more compassionate, more understanding, less insulting, more uplifting. And that, to me, is the heart of drag. That's so beautiful. Wow. And, and you know, that makes so much sense. And I know what you mean, you know. A lot of times what happens is that it's not only drag queens, it's performers in general. Yes. It's A lot so of times true. they look on the outside to fill their inside. Yes. So if people think that's funny, putting somebody down, if people think that's hysterical, talking about the way somebody look, or talking about black people, or talking about Asians, or talking about white, and they think that all that is funny and it's hysterical. <laughs> if they think that's funny, a lot of performance, take that in, oh, now I know what it is. The creativity gotta come from inside of you. You, it's better for you to change them than for them to change you. That way you're being who you authentically are. That's why it's very difficult for people to change me. Like when I get an idea or when I want, like say for instance, I want you to be in a show and people come to me, oh, don't have her, she's not good. Da, 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 da. I do not listen to them. I go by how I feel and what I think you're gonna contribute to this show. So it's very difficult for people to change the way that I think. And I'm very loyal. Once I like somebody or once I think that this person is somebody that's very important to me, then that's, and it's got me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yes, because a lot of times I'm very loyal to people who's not loyal to me. And uh -oh. like my mother said, I end up getting hurt, but I'm still not going to change who I am. That's their problem, not mine. That's a great philosophy to have to, to hold for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, because life is short. I might not be here tomorrow. I got to be the best person that I am today. You know? Yes, absolutely. Words of wisdom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, how can somebody reach you if they're interested in seeing your work or collaborating with you? Okay, I have the really terrible videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really terrible with videos. Maybe that's why I haven't done a film yet. Um, but you can find videos on YouTube under Terry Lee King, AKA 
the legendary Amazing Grace, or verse bottom, which is D-E-R-S-E-B-T-M. Um, oh, and my email is tkinglove to you at gmail.com. Is there anything you'd like to say to the audience before we signed off? Right now, we are living in a world that's changing and evolving very quickly, very quickly. Um, there's a lot of hate out there, but there's also a lot of love. Look for the love. Focus on the good. Understand the negative, but encourage the positive. And as long as you be the best you that you can be, and as long as you touch the hearts of the people that you meet, you have done your job. That's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on my show. It was such an honor. My pleasure. To have you here. <laughs> uh, and I would love to have you again sometime. You're such a great Thank guest. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm also going to talk to because um, have you heard about Crystal Field? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, she's the artistic director of Theater for the New City. So I'm going to talk to her about you. And maybe you could get her to be on your show because she is a genius. I wouldn't be who I am without having her come into my life. Oh, she's welcome on my show. I would love to have her. <laughs> she's, she's fantastic. <laughs> and I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of State of the Arts. Be positive, stay true to your dreams, and stay safe out there. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>